Well, it was LAD versus LAA last night, and John and I are going to recap that game. Plus, we're going to talk Taylor Ward and his return, and we're going to discuss the best way to keep Mike Trout healthy. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. Oh, did we start? I was I was busy looking at a strike down the middle. My bad. <laughs> Here we go. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Strike three. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Those listening on the audio side, please rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike and I are longtime Angel fans, and we have been here through the good and the bad, and currently, which is... Not too great, so uh, we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us, and we uh, really thank you for spending time with us here on Locked On Angels. Mike, we got to talk about this game against the Dodgers, the first game of the Freeway Series this year. We're playing two at Dodger Stadium, and later in July, we'll play two at Angel Stadium. But this game was very frustrating, and if there's any indication it's that I gave you earlier, it's that the Angels love to watch strike three right down the middle, yeah. or they like to swing at the first pitch. There's no yeah. in-between. There's none. We have a buddy, his name is Daniel, and he tweeted after the game that Max Stassi, for a catcher, doesn't seem to understand the strike zone when no. he's at the plate, <laughs> because he looked at a few pitches that were hittable pitches, right? And what's really making me nervous about this team is not only the fact that they are not swinging the bats when they should swing the bats, mm-hmm. but John, I did I did I see Joe Madden bring Noah Syndergaard oh, out of no. that game last yeah. night? Um, yes, that was because frustrating. Four and two thirds, eighty-two pitches. Why was he removed? Right. Why was Syndergaard removed? Because he had a strong four and two thirds. He only walked in that one run. Yeah. And he was cruising yeah. through the three innings prior to that. The first three innings, Noah Syndergaard looked like an ace, and he was keeping right up with Tony Gonsolin, who has proved to be the Dodgers' best starter so far this season. He's 7-0. Right. and right. And all we heard about yesterday was how good Tony Gonsolin has been, but Noah was right there in lockstep with him through those first three innings. Things got a little out of hand, but... To, to get out of that inning with only one run in the in the fourth was fantastic. Yeah. And then he got two more outs, so why don't you let him finish the at least the fifth inning? Good right. grief. If you're in, let, let the let the man finish the inning. Now going yeah. to Co, going to Jose Quijada was not a bad decision because Quijada had a great one and one third and and had a strikeout and he was able to get out of that inning, but there's no reason Syndergaard needs to come out that early. And this is a this is a Joe Madden move if I ever saw one, and I'm yeah. very disappointed that Phil Nevin made that decision. Well, I think Joe was coaching the Dodgers too because when Tony <laughs> Gunsling got pulled, he was really not thrilled with getting pulled either. I think he had yeah. like 85 pitches. What is he has not he has ugh. not gone very long as a starter because he's coming from relieving and he's yeah. done a little bit of both. But this year he's. He's been starting a lot more, and he's proven to be a great starter and somebody who's definitely going to be in their rotation uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I can understand that. I mean, Gonsolin is not historically a starter. Right. Syndergaard is. Come on. Yeah. 
Let him hang. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a Nana story. All right. So uh, John Nana. and I, our uh, our grandma on our mom's side is is we call her Nana. And there's a story about how she's watching my uncle in high school play football, and they kept running the play, the same play for like 12 plays in a row. And finally, <laughs> from the stands, and my Nana's from Arkansas. She's got this southern drawl. She says. Turn the page, coach! And that's that's what I wanted to yell at the TV last night when I saw Phil come out was like, what are you doing? Turn the oh, page. Let's, this is your opportunity to prove that you're a great manager. This is your opportunity to prove that you're going to do it differently. And you're, you've just taken the playbook and you scribbled out Joe's name and you put your name. Remember back in the day when we were in school, like you would, you would cross out like the author of the book and put your name. That's what Phil has done. And I'm, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's hard to get mad at that move or at least get more mad at that move because the angels cannot buy a hit. Yeah, they couldn't buy a run, they couldn't buy a hit, and uh, Shohei got a great hit, and that was about it while Tony Gonsolin was in there, and then then at the end of the game, they made things interesting in the ninth inning, because Taylor Ward came up, he uh, struck out against Craig Kimbrell, and I was kind of hoping that we would win this game, because I really wanted to tweet uh, Craig Crumble, but that didn't happen. Um, (laughs) But we did load the bases, and Trout Trout was able to get on, and unfortunately it was at the expense of the umpire. Man, that shattered bat just seemed to slice right through the gap in yeah, his that was mask. Scary. That was super scary. And he had to come out of the game. And then, of course, Otani was able to get on. And then uh, Matt Duffy was able to work the walk. So Jared Walsh comes up, one out, bases loaded. He gets a strike call that wasn't a strike. And I right. think that changed the trajectory of the hole at bat. And that was unfortunate. But I have to say that on the Angels and the Dodgers side, there were a lot of missed calls that night and this umpire is just stepping in but that that really frustrated me because the, Walsh is one and one and not zero oh and two in that situation and right. he swung at that last one the first rip he had at the ball first pitch swinging yeah the <laughs> first pitch swing and it, it it was oh I thought it was going to be gone Mike yeah. but it was just too a little too foul he was a little too early but you got to expect that against Craig Kimbrell who's throwing 97 to 99 yep. <laughs> with his fastball yep. so Jared Walsh just had a little bit of Hard time uh, uh, keeping up with that. And then Stassi just looked at everything. I don't know what he was looking for, but he had three good pitches to hit. Uh, right down the middle for the stri- for a yeah, strike, he, and he questioned one ball on the outside corner, and even Gubas was like, "Bro, that's that's a that's strike, all over man. it." Yeah, it hit the strike. outside corner. Can we also talk about what's frustrating? Yeah, uh, with Anthony Rendon leaving this game and being yeah. replaced by Matt Duffy. Now, fortunately, Duffy was able to work that walk and yeah. give us a little bit of hope at the end of the game. But Rendon's out again. I mean, he's he's. Justin Upton, right? Justin Upton would like trip over a feather like and and suddenly would be hurt again, right? And so Rendon's out again, and I I, I don't have I don't have any words to to say about that because it, he's just been we've been trying to be hopeful for him, and he's only played I think the stat was 58 percent of the games that, that he, he could, could have played. played since he signed his contract. Yeah, and yeah. we had the full lineup finally back, and man, I would be excited if it was Rendon in that spot instead of Duffy. Yeah, Duffy drew the walk, but Rendon maybe would have doubled and knocked in a few runs because he is an RBI guy, and the fact that he's not in there and hurting his wrist again is just really frustrating. And I want him yeah. to heal, but it's just frustrating. Come on, stay in the game and let's let's get healthy, right? Yeah, look, they talked up and down about how great it was to have Ward, uh, Otani, Trout, Rendon in this lineup together. 
And this is the same issue we ran into last year where it was yep. like, oh, if we just had all of our guys in the yeah. same lineup for this many games, we'd be a much different team. Tired of that conversation, John. <laughs> yeah, same here, dude. And and I think that our listeners are probably tired of that conversation too because it just seems like we're having it every single year. Yeah. Man, at this point, I <laughs> Pools played more than Rendon has. I saw a lot of that conversation. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> our, our, no, our buddy, our buddies, Halo's in the infield. They mentioned it. I saw it a couple yeah. more times on Twitter. Yeah. Like, look, Pools, Pools was not the Pools he was in St. Louis, but at least he showed up. Right. <laughs> I also like it when you call me dude. Hey, can I just really quick? I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but the the narrative narrative is always let's get Mike Trout to the playoffs. Listen, Michael, you need to get yourself to the playoffs because in point. moments of like last night. You need to get some hits, bro. Like that is mm. that is unacceptable if you're going to be the go to this team. Get some hits, not not when we're up 11 to 2. Like we need you to also hit in games <laughs> when we're down one nothing. And he right. just doesn't. He get, he doesn't get any hits and and I I was I was frustrated with him and listen, I know that the ump got hit, but Trout should have been at second base on that bloop because I know he was mm. looking back and checking on the on the ump and you know, God bless his compassionate heart, but I need him to be more of a jerk and I need him to be focused <laughs> on the game. That's what we need on this team. We need more jerks, We man, need some jerks. We need we need somebody to be a jerk to these guys. What's and- Manny Ramirez doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Does Dennis Rodman play baseball? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Where's uh, uh, uh I oh, man, I'm trying to think of the old White Sox coach, uh, Ozzy uh, Ozzy Guillen. Guillen. Yes, yeah. And Albert, we could get Albert Bell. Let's just put a whole team together. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, it's Detmer's day on the mound today, and mm-hmm. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm not confident that he's going to be able to go more than four and two thirds innings, John. <laughs> You know what I think is going to happen? We're going to have ourselves a game where all of a sudden both the Dodgers and the Angels are having an offensive outpouring. It's going to be like a an eight to six, eight to seven kind of game yeah. uh, tonight. That's my prediction here. <laughs> yeah. Well, coming up on Lockdown Angels, we're going to talk about Taylor Ward and his return to the lineup and what the Angels should do. But first, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999, Michael. They've helped millions and millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry so you don't have to feel concerned about where your diamonds are coming from. If it's not perfect, no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need that special purchase fast, if you forgot an anniversary or some sort of birthday gift, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. So don't get in trouble. Stick with Blue Nile. Every (laughs) order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging so that it won't give away what's inside. Make your special moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And for our listeners, Locked on Angels listeners, get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. All you have to do is use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Again, that's LOCKEDON at checkout. Use that code and go to BlueNile.com today. (laughs) 
And thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. And once we're done here, check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It starts tomorrow and includes over 50 insiders predicting who will be drafted and to what team they will be drafted to. Check out the Lockdown NBA podcast and hear from big board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. Again, first pick is tomorrow, June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so that you don't miss a pick. Mike, you brought up Mike Trout in our last segment and getting himself to the playoffs. One area of concern that I think many Angel fans have is as Mike Trout starts to get older, he's getting into his 30s, how can we keep him healthy and on the field? Because if he wants to get to the playoffs, if he wants to get the Angels to the playoffs, Mike Trout needs to be on this team. He can't be Anthony Rendon. He can't be like Justin Upton. He's got to be there as much as possible. So, There are a few ways that you and I have discussed privately about how we can protect Mike Trout, but let's share those with our listeners. What's your first idea? I I think that they should consider a move to left field. And so I'm going to share why I think this is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's less field to cover, Mm -hmm. right? You're not in center field. You end up covering some of right center and left center, and then you're also coming in and it a lot of fields are, are deep in center field, and it feels mm-hmm. like Angel Stadium is kind of deep, and so a lot less ground to cover. It's a lot less wear and tear on the body as well, yeah. because center field is a very active position, probably the second most active position outside of shortstop on yeah. the field, and so True. a lot less wear and tear on the body, a lot less field to cover, and I think Brandon Marsh is our future center fielder. That guy yeah. has a strong glove. He has great jumps and almost almost too great because there have been some times <laughs> where he's overran balls and reached back to catch them because he's running yeah. so fast. And yeah. so I think that Marsh would be a great replacement in center field for, for Trout, and I think this could be good for Trout in the future, also for right now, to protect his body, keep him healthy. What do you think? Brandon Marsh covered center field while Trout was out last season, and yeah. he did a great job. He played a strong center field and he's certainly capable I think you got to put a young guy out there in in center field I think the older guys playing the outfield is kind of a bygone era because the outfield has become so important to defense these days yeah and and so you can't have your heavy hitters out there your big sluggers out there all the time and and that's what trout is for us and if, if trout is gonna is gonna struggle with calf issues and groin issues, I mean, to me, that's that's issues that you get that get aggravated while you're running around in center field. I understand that he did it while he was running the bases, but I I have to believe that something compounded there in terms of running bases and playing a lot of ground in center field. I also think that Joe Adele could be a great center fielder. I know that Hmm. he's played that in the minors before, so he's also an option, but I also agree that Brandon Marsh should be the first option. So those are some ideas that we had about Trout uh, moving to left field. What if he says no? What if this is not a a good idea? What do we do in that situation? Yeah, that's a great question because I think that we have to consider like him, him staying in center field. Some of the reasons why he should is because Trout didn't get hurt actually playing defense. You mentioned it. He got hurt mm-hmm. running the bases, right? Mm-hmm. And Marsh really does look comfortable he in left really field, right? There. And I, you don't want to mess him up, right? You don't want him to suddenly be Joe Adele out there because Joe yeah. Joe is comfortable and right, but he can't be there because Taylor Ward is out there. And so right. Trout being the superstar, if he doesn't want to move, 
I would say that he doesn't move then because, hmm. and with Phil Nevin as their manager, he's proven already to engage Trout on some of those decisions about the game. Yeah. Like you mentioned the other night that he went to Trout and said, okay, I'm going to take you out because we're up. And Trout's like, I want two more runs. And so he stayed in the game, right? And so if he doesn't want to move, I think Trout has earned the right to be able to say no. But this is probably why it's a problem that the Angels fired Joe Madden and brought in Phil because there isn't there isn't a Mike Sosha in the dugout that's going to say, Michael, here's mm. what we need you to do, right? Yeah. And, and Trout seems like the type of guy who's going to do what's necessary for the team and not push back too much. I do think, though, that that might be his downfall as the superstar of this team. I think, mm. I think Trout needs to turn the volume up a bit more on, no, this is what I want. And, mm. and so if he wants to stay in center field, I'd love for him to kind of fight for that. And I think that this is a conversation that maybe can pull out some of that superstardom in him, not just on the field, but in the locker room. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, there's going to come a point where he's going to need to make this move. And whether that's right now or next year or the year after that, I, I, I don't think it's, it's too early to have this conversation, especially with Brandon Marsh only being in his second year on the major league club. I think that if you give him a good base level and and you don't get him used to left field, he has the ability to move to center field. And I think that Trout has to have this conversation with management. And maybe Phil is the one who's a little bit more hard-nosed about it. And personally, I don't think that Nevin would have that conversation now, considering he just took over the team. But it could be another situation down the road or a few weeks down the road or months down the road where they do have that conversation. I just don't want him to get another injury and then they have the conversation, right? Right. Like that's the last thing we all want. And so I just, man, I don't want to see him get hurt. And I think all of us kind of hold our collective breath every time we see him running around the bases and pushing for a triple or whatever. Like, I I just don't want to see him get hurt again because this team does not have the depth to go without Mike Trout. And, yeah. and obviously, he doesn't have the depth to go without a lot of our guys. And until that issue gets solved, I think that we have to do everything in our power to protect the guys who are on this club every day. Preventative decisions are probably the the best decisions that never get celebrated, right? Because you don't know what it actually prevented. And that's why I think the Angels have to make this decision and make it soon. Because you're right, if they keep him in center field for far too long, we're going to be having to make that decision because, oh, Trout's got a limp or he's got a groin strain or the Mm -hmm. calf is bothering him again. And so Mm -hmm. I think you're right. They got to make this decision and they got to make this decision soon. We don't have the luxury of the DH for Trout very much either because of Shohei and we got to get him in that lineup every day. And I, I really think that that is another point. Most, most heavy hitters and sluggers will make that move to DH. Yeah. But with Shohei's bat, you got to have that in the lineup every day. And, and, like we saw the other day when Shohei took a day off, that's the only time that Trout is going to DH. So I think a move to left field is the first step toward that progress of how do we take care of Trout? Well, I think a left field move is a great step in the right direction, and eventually he is going to have to DH more as he gets older. Okay, I got a solution. You ready for the solution? I'm ready. Athletic Greens. Hey! That, that's the solution, right? And they're also the sponsor of today's episode. AG1 go. is a supplement that actually tastes great. It has a mild tropical taste that you'll actually look forward to 
each morning and with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, listen trout, and minerals, listen trout, and you have whole food source superfoods, now I'm messing myself up, probiotics and adaptogens that will help you start your day, day right. This special blend of ingredients will support your gut health and your nervous system and your immune system and your energy, recovery, focus, aging. Hey, it is for Mike Trout. AG1 costs less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit and it's healthier too. So go to athleticgreens.com and start choosing better health today. And when you do, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership of your health today. I bet that would be a good move for Mike Trout to take some AG1. Speaking of betting, Bet Online <laughs> is today's sponsor as well. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, the news and odds, including the NBA championship. It's coming to a close here pretty soon. The uh, the NHL, of course, getting you ready for next season. Major League Baseball, of course, and all the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> All right, John, Taylor Syke Ward was back in the lineup <laughs> last night. We were excited about that. And since I've come strong at Mike Trout, I'm going to come strong about Taylor Ward. And I'd love okay. your thoughts on this. All right, so I know that he's been incredible in the leadoff spot. Last night mm-hmm. he wasn't, but he has been incredible in the leadoff spot. Sure. But I think that it's time to move him from that spot. Okay. And here's why. Last night is a perfect example of that. We just cannot get any runs. And I think that Mm. it's time to put Taylor Ward in an RBI spot. And with Anthony Rendon being iffy, I think it's even more important for us to do that right now. Because Mm. isn't that where his bat is needed the most, right? Like, we've talked about Marsh leading off. And so, tell me what you think about this lineup, all right? Hit me. Marsh is going to lead off, okay. Trout 2, Otani 3, Ward 4, Ooh, Walsh up. 5, Rendon when he's in would be 6, if not Rendon, I think you can put Duffy there, then Stassi, then Ranjifo or, or Tyler Wade, and then Velasquez. That okay. top 7, Marsh, Trout, Otani, Ward, Walsh, Rendon, and Stassi, I think that that's a pretty potent lineup. Mm-hmm. Does does that does that sit well with you, or do you not like that idea at all? Before Brandon Marsh let off in Taylor Ward's absence the last few games, I was not convinced that we needed Taylor Ward out of the leadoff spot. Okay. I was like, that's his spot to keep. But since we saw Marsh in that spot the last few games, I'm I'm convinced that it'll work, and I think okay. it's a really good idea. Okay. In fact, I really love I love lately that Trout has been in front. Of Otani, I think it's helped Trout out significantly. I also think that putting Ward behind Otani gives Otani a little bit of protection, more so than Rendon. You're not going to have Walsh behind Otani because you don't want two lefties 
in a row. So I love Taylor Ward in the cleanup spot. In hmm. fact, I would venture to say we could put Ward, <laughs> this is silly, but <laughs> put Ward in the seventh spot oh, because okay. we have such a black hole at the end of this order, and maybe it doesn't have to be Ward. I just think that we need some sort of power, some sort of boost to be more consistent and huh. through line with this lineup. But I, I, if I had to, if I had to go with my gut, I would, I would agree with you and say Taylor Ward should be batting cleanup because then, yes, that pushes Walsh down, Walsh down, Rendon down, Stassi's at seventh, so that kind of yeah. helps that bottom of the order. But right now, especially with David Fletcher, I can't believe we're saying this because Fletch has not quite been the same <laughs> since the end of last season. Yeah, and I know he's hurt right now, but like we need Fletcher in the worst way. Oh, absolutely. Right now, we need his contact. We need his bat. I don't care if he flies out to left or right field anymore. I just want somebody who makes contact and will swing at something. Yeah. Because, man, it's just getting frustrating to watch right now. So all of that to say, I really think that Ward in the cleanup spot is a great idea. And you could twist my arm to even let him go further down. Not as Hmm. a punishment, Hmm. but as a a sign of trust in him that he's going to pick up the back of that lineup as well. Now, I, I, that might lead to a few more problems that the Angels will sure. find their way into, but sure. I think if at the end of the day, I love Ward at the cleanup spot. Here's why I like him at cleanup, is that he's going to get almost the same amount at bats that he would if he was leading off. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's he might miss an inning, but he's, he's going to get at least three at bats a game, possibly mm-hmm. four. I think the danger in putting him lower means that you're taking maybe an at-bat out of his hands. That's fair. And and we like we talked about this yesterday when we were talking fan questions and and somebody was saying how it would be easy to just pitch to the rest of the lineup and not pitch to Trout and Otani. So yeah. I do think that there needs to be some bunching and and, and that way you're not getting to pitch around. Because you saw that last night, right? Like yeah. Ward did strike out, but then you had Trout and Otani and Walsh and right? Like and that was you, a tough you felt ninth the inning. pressure. Yeah, yeah you felt yeah. the pressure. And again, if if Rendon was in there, you would really have felt the pressure. Mm-hmm. And and although Duffy walked, which was awesome, but yeah. I, I get what they're trying to do. I just think that we need an RBI bat. We need a a contact bat. And the thing that I like about Ward that is very different than like a Stassi and and sometimes even Walsh is that he has such a great eye for the strike zone. Right. Even when he struck out against Kimbrell last night, he still had some really close pitches that he didn't swing at and they were called a ball. And so obviously there's going to be moments where he's going to be fooled, but... He's sure. got such a great eye, and he does make great contact, and I think that it would actually be great protection for Shohei Otani. So I'm advocating for that that cleanup role for Taylor Ward. If Marsh is leading off, he's got to change his approach because Marsh yes, yes. does have a tendency to strike out. But I do have to say it felt like when he was at the top of the lineup, he understood the assignment, yep. right? Did it feel that way? Is that just me? Wanting this no, to I was going to actually <laughs> compare him to Justin Upton when Upton did that last year. Remember when they yeah. moved in the top of the lineup, and all of a sudden he was like Ricky Henderson, like the guy's drawing walks <laughs> and he's getting home runs. And and I I wonder if just a a shift for this lineup, right? Like again, turn the page, coach. Let's let's try some things because try you're something new. You're five games under five hundred, and 
now it's now it's an opportunity for you to try some things. What the team doesn't need is well, we got to put them in their spots so that they can count on where they're going. No, they don't. Right. They don't need any of that. What they need from you is going, guys. We're going to try this today. What do you think? We're going to put you here. What do you think? And I think that that's the best approach right now because we can't keep exchanging wins like we are. Right? This WWE fifty yeah. fifty booking that we're going through <laughs> right now. Right? Like it's it's terrible. And you know who would hate it? Jared Weaver, he would hate it, right? That's our Weaver reference. (laughs) Look, and and it goes back to you. Look at the way that we've been winning games. Uh, We're scoring runs in bunches. Yep. And then we go cold. We go a ton of runs, and then we go silent. And and we just can't keep doing that. We have to find a flow and a rhythm that works and some consistency throughout the lineup. I look look at last night and realize that we had the opportunity to come back and, and maybe get a run or two. Um, but again, it's just certain guys in certain situations are, are not the right guys in certain situations, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think a move for Ward would pay off. And I think Ward has the power to be a cleanup hitter and and Anthony Rendon as cleanup. I understand that he can, he can do the gap thing. He can, he can get a double here and there and, but he's not a home run guy. He's not your traditional cleanup hitter either. He'll walk, which is great. And he'll get a double, which is great. But I, I just think that having somebody with the power that Taylor Ward has in that cleanup spot, I'm with you. This is a, this is a, a we're, we're in agreement here. Hey, brothers. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, that's why you listen to Locked On Angels and make it your first listen of the day. And now make your second listen. The Locked On MLB podcast with MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings his humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories and shares the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. appreciate you taking the time to join us today if you want to give us a follow on twitter you can reach us at locked on angels you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at super halo bros and connect with mike and i there mike what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode well there's about 25 plus games until the all-star break and so you and i are going to tell angel fans what the angels record must be over those games in order to be considered a contender again I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. Could have been somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until then, everyone, thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow here on Locked on Angels. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. Oh, sorry. I was looking at strike three. And my name is Mike, (laughs) and that's my brother, John. (laughs) We'll see you right here for more Locked on Angels tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.